Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Good morning and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. It is Monday, December 19th. I'm your host, Eric Steven, and boy, the Dodgers are going to look different uh, going forward. Um, over the weekend, uh, some Christmas shopping on the uh, on the hot stove, as it were. Uh, the Dodgers traded uh, Justin Turner to the Red Sox for J.D. Martinez. Now, that's not officially what happened. Uh, both players were free agents, but it may as well have been because that is the end result uh, of two deals that are uh, pending physicals, and we'll talk about that um, right now. Um, so the Dodgers uh, on Saturday... Agreed to terms with J.D. Martinez uh, on a one-year, $10 million contract. Um, you know, again, not yet finalized, but it will be at some point soon. Uh, Sunday, uh, the Red Sox turned around and signed Justin Turner to a two-year deal worth uh, about $22 million. Um, have seen conflicting reports on how the money is spread out, but there is definitely an opt-out after 2023. Player options are counted as guaranteed money. Um, so either way, uh, for competitive balance tax purposes, the average annual value is right around $11 million, possibly a little less depending on what the total number is. Um, most uh, reports, I think Jeff Passan um, and John Heyman had the total at $22 million. Ken Rosenthal in his uh, sort of uh, breakdown, or at least in a tweet, he said it would be Two years, $21.7 million if Turner doesn't opt out. So possibly slightly uh, under 11 but basically $11 million. So, you know, we've talked for weeks, I think, on True Blue LA about how the Dodgers definitely would add at least one starter-level bat, and Martinez definitely qualifies for that. No, um, he hit... Uh, 274, 341, 448 with the Red Sox last year. That's a 119 WRC plus. 
43 double, 16 home runs. Now the 16 home runs was a low for him uh, for a while in a full over in a full season. He usually does much more than that. It, it was his lowest full season slugging percentage and on base percentage since 2013. He also was pretty bad in 2020 just overall. He only hit 213, uh, 291, 389 that year with a 76 WRC plus, but that was really an outlier. Um that was in the shortened season. Um 2020 was uh, the only year of the last nine that Martinez wasn't well above average. Like his 119 WRC plus was his lowest in that stretch. Um, He's been excellent against lefties. Last year, uh, he had a 175 WRC plus, uh, which was eighth in Major League Baseball against lefties. His career is 152. He's also very good against righties as well. He's just better against lefties. So uh, Martinez is reunited with uh, Robert Van Scoyock, who's the, one of the Dodgers hitting coaches. Um, Martinez worked with Van Scoyock and Craig Wallenbrock. Uh, both of them uh, were private hitting coaches at the time uh, to revamp his swing, uh, which resurrected his career. This was back in um, 2013 going into 2014. The Astros released him in spring training 2014. He found a new home and success in Detroit. He made uh, five all-star teams in the last nine years. Uh, four of those came in the last five years with uh, Boston after he signed with them. Uh, what's notable is that Martinez is a full-time designated hitter. Um, he didn't. He literally didn't play in the field in 2022. All 139 of his starts were at DH. Um, he's played um, some uh, left field in the previous three years, but uh, very limited. Uh, 78 total starts from 2019 to 2021, and he wasn't very good in left or right field. Um, but it, it's a bit of a change for the Dodgers because since the – it's only a, been a couple of years uh, since the Universal DH has been in the National League, 2020 and then uh, 2022 and going forward. Um, but in, in 2020, the Dodgers used 11 different players to start at DH in a 60-game season. Nobody had more than 12 starts. Uh, four players had at least nine, so they kind of split it around, usually to give uh, folks quote-unquote rest. It's not real rest, but it's, it's pseudo-rest. Um, 2022, last year, 14 different Dodgers started at DH. Five players had at least 10 uh, starts at the position. Now, uh, Justin Turner led the way there with 61 starts, so if there was a quote-unquote regular DH, it was Turner. Uh, but he was by no means regular in, in that sense. Um, he started 66 games at third base as well. Um, so the Martinez signing closed the door on Turner returning to L.A. I mean, not officially. You know, they could have re-signed him, but I think it was pretty clear at that point that he was gone. And then Sunday's deal uh, by Turner with the Red Sox made it official. But just going through the, the sort of why, um, so Martinez is D.H., uh, Max Muncy, I would say, is the likely third baseman at this point. He's also played second in his career. Now, obviously, he's played a lot of first, but the Dodgers have Freddie Freeman there, so uh, that's not a thing at the moment. Um, the Dodgers want to give Miguel Vargas uh, a lot of playing time. His primary position is third base. Now, Vargas has also started uh, 26 games in left field, 27 games at second base uh, in the minors, and then left field also included his time in the majors. Um, Ken Rosenthal in a recent column at, at the athletic, uh, noted that Vargas has been working out at second base all off season, which makes sense. Um, just given where the Dodgers are at positionally, 
Um, Vargas has also mixed in time at first base uh, in the minors, but the do- and including a um, couple fill-ins for uh, Freddie Freeman last year. But again, the Dodgers have Freeman there, so it's hard to see him getting much of a run at first base. But the point is that bringing Justin Turner back would have severely limited the path uh, to playing time for Vargas. Now, this is a scenario where the Dodgers would have brought Turner back with J.D. Martinez, but with had the Dodgers went with Turner uh, in the same role as Martinez, uh, Vargas still gets a chance to play. Now, uh, the the sort of irony here is that Turner with Boston isn't going to play third base. They have Rafael Devers there. Uh, Chad Jennings, um, uh, the Red Sox beat reporter at the, at the Athletic, and then June Lee at ESPN both uh, reported that the plan for Turner, at least in 2023, is to play uh, first base and DH. So now, again, with Freeman at first base, you you could argue uh, Turner would be could be in roughly the same role as Martinez uh, with the Dodgers had they just chosen to do that, or, or you know, or maybe he if he would have. Uh, acquiesced to that. In other in other words, this was a choice the Dodgers made uh, Martinez over Turner. So that being said, we'll go into a little bit more of that, the Martinez v. Turner of it all, uh, after the break. So before we get into uh, Martinez versus Turner, let's talk about the logistics of the deal uh, the Dodgers signed with Martinez. So the Dodgers 40-man roster is full. Uh, they officially signed um, Noah Syndergaard um, the other day at the end of last week. Uh, so they have 40 on the 40-man. So the Dodgers would need to make a corresponding move to make room uh, for Martinez. So Martinez gives the Dodgers 19 position players. Uh, they also last week uh, traded for uh, infielder Yanni Hernandez, who was designated for assignment by the A's. He's a switch hitter with very little power, but he has a very good eye, uh, more walks and strikeouts in the minors, very good at stealing bases. He plays second base, third base, shortstop, also listed at 140 pounds, which would be the lightest Dodger since 1944. <laughs> um, you think of him as more of a younger, faster Hanser Alberto, but uh, one with minor league options. And, you know, he, to my knowledge, hasn't pitched yet, so maybe not quite uh, the perfect comp for Hanser Alberto, but... That's sort of where they're at there. Uh, I, Given the still needed depth on the position player side, I would think a pitcher is going to be the one who goes to make room for Martinez. Um, Jake Reed was claimed off waivers uh, from Boston by the Dodgers in November. He's been designated for assignment four times in the last five months already, including once by the Dodgers. Um, my guess is he's going to be the corresponding move. Obviously, it's just a guess. Um, another option could be one of the left-handers. Now, Alex Vesia is the clear top dog among southpaws in the bullpen for the Dodgers. Uh, I would say Caleb Ferguson is right behind him, just given how he was used last year. You have Victor Gonzalez, uh, who didn't pitch in the majors all year. He was uh, had elbow surgery, uh, was in rehab for over a month in AAA, uh, including a, a pause there because uh, he wasn't quite uh, getting back to snuff. He was working his way up to potential activation in the playoffs, but obviously the Dodgers didn't last long enough to make it happen. Um, you know, he, I guess could be a possibility. Justin Brule could also be a possibility, but I think if they had to choose, it's probably going to be Reed, but we'll see. They're going to make other moves this off season. So we're going to, we're going to see a lot of these choices, uh, uh, come down to that. We'll find out who the corresponding move I'm sure in a couple days, whenever they make the Martinez deal official. Now let's look at the choice itself. 
the Dodgers made um, J.D. Martinez over Justin Turner. I think that it's reasonable to see to say that was the choice that was made. Um, now, I guess the report, at least from Rosen, Kevin Rosenthal, that um, if it's a one-year deal for Turner, uh, if he opts out, he gets essentially one year's $15 million. But in terms of for competitive balance tax purposes, it's still – it counts both years, so it's like the same. It's eleven million uh, against the cap or against the the luxury tax. So, um, it's I don't think the Dodgers would have an issue with that. Like so, uh, we'll we'll get into the money of it in a second. I just think I think it's fairly clear the Dodgers chose Martinez over Turner, um, not just because of money, but because of other stuff. I think it's a reasonable bet. Uh, that the Martinez would be the better bat in 2023. Um, they've been pretty similar hitters the last two years. Um, Turner actually has a higher WRC plus 125 to 123. Martinez 44 homers and 85 doubles. Now again, playing in Fenway Park uh, helps the doubles at least part of that. But Turner 40 home runs, 58 doubles. Uh, I think the big thing is uh, Martinez is 35 and Justin Turner's 38. Um, so that obviously factors into it. Uh, Martinez has isolated power in 2022 is 174. That was his lowest since 2013. But then Justin Turner's ISO was 160. So I think the biggest differentiator, though, is um, if you look at um, against fast or against pitches 95 miles an hour or higher. Um, JD Martinez last year hit 304. In the with those pitches, his ex, uh, expected batting average, which is based on uh, balls in play, exit velocity, at, uh, location, etc., was 269. Um, the league as a whole had a 240 batting average and 235 expected batting average. Martinez's slugging was 424. His expected slugging was 420. Uh, the league there is 374, 378. Now Justin Turner against 95 mile an hour pitches had his worst year. Um, 192 batting average, 207 expected batting average. Um, he did. Now his season started off super slow, uh, and then he picked it up. He was one of the best hitters in baseball the last like um, three months, but he still struggled against 95 plus. Now it was better than his overall numbers, but he he didn't do that well over that period. Uh, you know enough to make up for it, but. Um, on the season, he had a 231 slugging against 95 plus uh, fastballs and a 314 expected slugging. So Martinez was uh, the better hitter there uh, in that regard. Now you you should also you could also argue Turner should get more credit for actually playing in the field, whereas um, Martinez was just a DH and uh, in the previous three years before that he he didn't play left field very often. So I I think. It's at least they're at least close, right? Close enough to where it's a it's a sort of pick your poison type of a thing here. Now you could also argue getting Martinez for only ten million dollars over a over one year is a no brainer. Um, where I would take issue though is the Dodgers like is the Dodgers like nickel and diming um, here, and that could be the reason that Justin Turner didn't return. Um, with Martinez, the Dodgers' um, payroll for competitive balance tax purposes is right around $206 million. That's with factoring in the projected arbitration uh, cases. They have um, 10 players uh, eligible for salary arbitration. Most notable is Julio Urias. 
Um, and uh, Walker Bueller, who's going to be hurt. I, I wrote something on Sunday about how the Dodgers should just sign him to a two-year deal that covers his last two arb years because his arbitration case is basically going to be the same this year and next. And why why go through the process twice uh, when most pitchers in his situation coming off Tommy John or who have missed an entire year um, end up getting roughly the same salary year over year? So just sort of figure that out now, make it a two-year deal, and, and sort of be done with it. Um, there's also uh, Will Smith uh, as well. Um, but, you know, they still need to add uh, as well. Uh, I think definitely on, on a position player side. Now, they could uh, add a shortstop and put Gavin Lux or keep Gavin Lux at second base. Over the weekend, Dansby Swanson signed with the Cubs. He got seven years, $177 million. The Dodgers were, you know, in on the periphery. I think they were sort of, um, you know, linked to him the way they sort of always are on some of these players. But uh, I believe it was Heyman, John Heyman, who reported that um, the Dodgers didn't formally make an offer. I think they were just sort of monitoring the situation. Obviously, they would have probably preferred something on a shorter term deal, as as their as is their usual way on that. Um, but yeah, so they weren't really in on Swanson. But the point is, all the big ticket free agents like this winter have basically signed. So it's sort of um, lower end folks who are just figuring out homes now at this point. Um, the other free agent shortstops who are out there are more of the stopgap variety um, with varying levels of production. Elvis Andrews might be the best after a strong finish with the White Sox last year. And uh, Jose Iglesias is out there. Andrelton Simmons, if you want uh, defensive friend, uh, like defense first, basically. None of those are all that enticing to me. I would rather uh, keep Lux at, at, or have Lux play shortstop in that uh, scenario. Um, so they could also just sign in a, a second baseman. Um, now, Estavo Maximo on our site advocated last week for signing Gene Segura, uh, who would fit in at second base. And I and can play uh, shortstop and third if needed. Um, so I think he would be a nice addition. Now they've you know obviously we talked about Miguel Vargas uh, mixing in time at second base. I don't think they're going to like turn the position over to him, but as an occasional start, that's probably fine. Same probably same goes for Max Muncie, depending on uh, where they use Vargas and. Uh, eventually, you know, if Michael Bush, uh, keeps hitting like he did sort of at the end of last year, maybe, um, he comes up and, and plays some second, but it's not that I don't think necessarily signing like Gene Segura would, would block those guys, but maybe it, maybe it, uh, creates less playing time at the position. We'll see. So who knows what they're going to do. They could also, uh, considering, uh, Martinez's DH, they could, uh, opt for an outfielder, um, and like have Chris Taylor play more, uh, second base. And, uh, they would probably lean toward a center fielder if, if all, all things were being equal. Although that might require a trade, just considering what's out there on the market. Uh, Fabian Ardaya at the athletic on Saturday reported that the Dodgers, uh, signed Bradley Zimmer to a minor league deal. And he's an excellent defender in center field. Uh, Zimmer, not Ardaya here. Um, but he's been terrible with the bat in the majors. 73 career WRC plus, no more than 89 in one season. Last year he had 13 hits and 117 at bats. That's a 435 OPS. Um, 
Jason Hayward, he's on a minor league deal as a non-roster invitee. He could very well end up being that extra outfielder. But again, uh, I, you know, I don't think you necessarily plan for that. Uh, I do think they're still going to add at this point. But the point is they, they have room. So the Dodgers are also reportedly in the mix for Seth Lugo as a potential swing man. He's been an effective reliever the last four years. Um Ken Rosenthal and John Heyman have mentioned him multiple times that the Dodgers uh, were interested in him over the last uh, week and a half or so. Now, there's still room to add all of these uh, you know, players, uh, but every action the Dodgers have made this season have, has basically suggested that they're going to stay under the $233 million threshold uh, to, pay, to not pay uh, luxury tax. We've talked also about the fact that, you know, Depending on what happens with the the Trevor Bauer su- suspension, um, that could uh, like if, if Bauer's suspension gets reduced, or, or the Dodgers end up being on the hook for uh, either all or a portion of his two, 2023 salary, um, then they're going to be over like no matter what. But just can, for now, he's off. He's off the books, and I think they're operating under that. Um, there's no real moves that they, like if they didn't do any other moves, they'd, they're still going to be over if they have to pay Bauer's salary. So they're also not going to be negligent in building the roster, I think. Um, so I don't think he's hamstringing them in that regard. Um, but that's just a consideration going forward. Uh, but I think for all the talk that we saw it at the general managers meetings, um, both Andrew Friedman and Brandon Gomes, the general manager, um, said like uh, Justin Turner was a priority. They want to make sure he's with the team once spring training starts. It it sure sucks to like let a player leave because of a relatively small amount of money. Like if if that was really the reason. Now again, you could argue that um, you know Martinez is the better bat, but I think it's close. Uh, Martinez got the more favorable contract, but again, there's not much difference between the two in terms of, uh, where it concerns the Dodgers for the, uh, competitive balance tax. Turner in his role with the Red Sox, had he, had he had that role with the Dodgers still would have cleared a runway for Miguel Vargas, which is what they stated. So I think for a Martinez versus Turner decision, that's pretty close overall, like, don't you give the benefit of the doubt to the beloved player you said was a priority to return? The one who has roots in Los Angeles and along with his wife, Courtney, has helped so many in the area? Like, Turner won the Roberto Clemente Award just this a few months ago. Um, I don't know. that. <laughs> like, the Dodgers might have gotten the better deal here of, you know, by getting Martinez instead of keeping Turner. But it just feels cold to me. I wouldn't blame any Dodgers fans who just think this downright stinks, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, and uh, also going to the Red Sox, the Dodgers play the Red Sox rock, they play the Red Sox in August uh, 2023, but it's in Boston. So there's not even going to be like a, a homecoming just yet uh, for that. So I just think this was, this is was a little bit of a rough weekend for the, in that regard. Uh, but that's it for us today. Uh, Thank you for listening to Leading Off with True Blue LA. Uh, We'll talk to you again soon. (laughs) 